Welcome to the Campus Outreach Podcast, where we want to equip you to make your college years count for eternity. My name is Tyler Rollis, and I'm your host, also known as T-Roll, and today we have a very special treat for you all, a special guest to the podcast, his first appearance on this podcast, and really any podcast. Uh, Our special guest today is my good friend, Ryan Akers, who is the Mobilization Director for Campus Outreach Birmingham, been on staff for 12 years 12 years, that's right. 12 years. Ryan, how you doing today, man? Man, doing well. I got to go on a run this morning for the first time in almost two months because of an injury. Oh, what kind of injury was it? Uh, Not to sound like a a wimp, but it was a toe injury that kept me from running. Turf toe? Uh, something like that. Okay. I was having to ride my bike <laughs> instead of running, so uh, I'm excited. I got to run two miles a day. Wow. And, and it's cool weather. So oh, that beautiful probably weather. felt great, huh? Oh, perfect. That's awesome, man. Well, good for you. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, well, listen, man, we're, we're excited for you to be on the podcast today. Um, we have a wonderful topic to talk about. Absolutely. You, you being the mobilization director, this is right up your alley. Oh, I get excited about this. That's right, man. Today, we're going to talk about the state of the world today and the urgency of kingdom work. Yes. And, of course, we brought you on to be our expert. So here's what we're going to do, Ryan. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. And, uh, yeah, I just want, we just want to hear from you and any sort of wisdom you might want to uh, leave with us today. So let's go ahead and jump in if you're ready for it, man. You ready for these, yeah, gr- these grilling questions? I'm excited. Okay, here we go. So how would you explain the state of the world today? You know, man, I think I would start at the very beginning in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. Uh, When sin came into the world, as explained in Genesis 3, we call that the fall, everything was cursed. So sin came into the world, and therefore death and destruction came into the world. Everything was impacted. Uh, Genesis 3 talks about our relationships being affected, our work being affected, our desires became disordered. Everything was impacted by this. So then when you look at the world today, you see the effects of sin. So the stuff that you see in our country today and in the world uh, with racism, um, that's an effect of sin. And it's not just here, it's everywhere. We actually had a friend in South Africa that told us, look, you know, same color, different color. He said racism comes down to sin. We have it here in South Africa still. Um, And so we see sin impacting everything. You see the divisiveness that we have, um, where if you're not completely for me, you are completely against me, that Mm, kind of mindset. Uh, But you also see the effects of sin and, like, the lack of resources in the world. So, like, according to UNICEF, 22,000 children die each day due to poverty. Uh, Diarrhea caused by inadequate drinking water, sanitation, and hygiene kills over 800,000 people every year globally. Um, That's almost 2,200 people every day. But then when you look at other things going on in the world, like the spirituality, for instance, here in our country, um, almost 30% of Americans define themselves as spiritual but not religious. Um, So when they're taking a survey, uh, they're marking that they are none, N-O-N-E, that they don't have a religion. So the fastest growing religious demographic in the U.S. today is the nuns. Um, That Hmm. went up from... 19% Nineteen percent in 2012 to 27 percent in 2017, um, but also you see things like the opioid crisis. Um, every day, more than 130 people in the U.S. die after after overdosing from opioids. Uh, it just major crisis after crisis. Not just even talking about suicide. Uh, in the last 45 years, the World Health Organization states that suicide rates have increased by 60 percent. 60 percent in the last how many 45 years, was that? years. In the last 45 years. Wow. And so 
what we have in the world ultimately comes down to a spiritual problem so that the answer to this is the gospel. Now, that doesn't mean that all we need to do is have church and preach about Jesus all the time. But what it does mean is that having good programs and trying to change the external factors will not ultimately solve the problem. Hmm. Uh, we need to be doing those things. We need to be trying to meet needs and fix the problems that are in the world. But ultimately, we need people to be changed from the inside out. We need people to be changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so uh, we need to be making sure that the gospel goes to the ends of the earth. Hmm. That's good, man. I think for the people that listen to this podcast, you know, young Christians on a college campus— um, a lot of times you can just get stuck in your, in your tiny little world, right? Mm-hmm, that's right. On the campus you're in, it's hard to know. I mean, just some of those statistics you said right there are very sobering um, and hard to hear. So I think it's really good for us to uh, be aware of the things that are going on around the world. So speaking of spirituality around the world and the church and its role in this, uh, what is the global church, so the church worldwide, mm-hmm. doing really well right now when it, when it comes to missions? So the church throughout history has cared about all these problems in the world. Uh, The church has cared for the poor and needy. They've given food, clothing, shelter. You know, the church was a major part in hospitals and universities being created. Uh, Much of the literacy throughout the history of the world is a result of the church. Uh, In my lifetime, I would say that I've seen the church getting better about caring for things like we've just mentioned, like clean drinking water and fighting preventable diseases. Uh, There's just been a growing vision for both sharing the gospel and doing deeds of mercy. And so I think that's great. Um, When it comes to the spread of the gospel, you know, for 200 years, the major growth of the church was in Europe and North America. Uh, But over the last 50 years, the spotlight of growth has come into other parts of the world uh, so that today most Christians live in what's known as the global south, which is Africa, Latin America. Uh, In other words, uh, they talk about the face of Christianity. What does Christianity look like around the world? And when you look at that, you're not seeing white faces. Yeah. Um, You're seeing the church growing in all of these other places. That's that's been really cool. And that's really impacted missions as well, so that used to it was countries in the West, North America, Europe, that were sending all of the missionaries. And so they would say it's from the West to the rest. Um, But now that the face of Christianity is changing, missions is changing. So now what they're saying uh, in mission circles is that it's from everywhere to everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so that's really exciting when you see uh, missionaries from Brazil going to uh, South Africa, yeah. when you see missionaries from South Korea going everywhere, including the United States. Yeah, um, sure. So the missions force has changed so that now it's from everywhere to, to everywhere, and I think that's just really exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. You know, a couple of weeks ago we had uh, Ben Weber on the podcast, and he actually mentioned how with Christianity there's never been like a central hub. There's never been like a, a mecca, for lack that's of right. a better term, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's nowhere where Christians are making pilgrimages to. Mm-hmm. And just even how you mentioned it, like for hundreds of years, sure, it was Europe and North America, but man, like the church is radically and rapidly growing in the global South and other parts of the world yeah. that, that aren't the, you know, the South in the United States. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? I, well, I saw a, a quote the other day that said that 20% of Christians are in North America, 20% in South America, 20% in Europe, and it goes on to all the continents. Yeah. Um, 
And it's like it's the only major world religion where 80% of that those religious people are not located in one spot. Hmm. So Christianity is the only true global uh, religion, and that's wow. amazing. That's fascinating. Okay, so what do you think is the next big step that missionaries and missions agencies need to take in the next 10 years? You know, from everything I'm reading— um, Access to people who do not have the gospel is just getting harder and harder. Uh, the traditional missionary, as we have seen it over the last couple of hundred years, um, they're just not getting visas to enter into, an, into a country. They're not welcome there. Um, and so they're having to find what we would call creative access platforms, like actually you know, using their careers, using their perfect, uh, professions, uh, to get into a place and spread the gospel. Um, but I think what you'll see is a growing trend of people using their jobs, uh, their professional careers, not just to get into a country, but to plant their lives mm. and then take the gospel to their neighbors. Uh, so that what we like to say, being missional is about uh, wherever we live, work, and play, we're carrying the gospel to our neighbors. And I think you'll just start seeing a lot more than that, uh, more of that, where uh, uh, you might see nurses engineers, accountants. We've actually seen that out of our region where accountants are using their positions to go work in another part of the world that needs the gospel. Uh, But I think the key will be for everyone, and I mean every Christian, no matter who you are or what you do, but everyone being committed to finding their strategic role in carrying out the Great Commission. And that's where it is. It's like understanding that we all have a part to play. Uh, When you read the book of Acts, you see that the church actually spread through persecution. Starting in Acts 8, you see that everyone except the leaders of the church were spread. And those who were not the, quote, what I would call the professional Christians, uh, they're the ones that are spreading the gospel to the ends of the earth. So that uh, Luke, when he's writing the book of Acts, he talks about uh, some believers started this church. We don't even know who those people were. They didn't even get their names written down. Uh, Hmm. But it's just everyday people like you and me or uh, what we would say today, the blue-collar workers and the white-collar workers just taking their call to make disciples seriously. Yeah, I love how you talked about creative access, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I th- and, and it probably deserves its own episode of a po- on this podcast. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know— Set the stage there, yeah, brother. There you go, yeah. Just going to speak that into existence right there. Uh, but I'm, I think there's a lot of people who are curious about that, right? Because mm-hmm. especially there's a lot of college students who um, might not necessarily feel the direct call to be a full-time missionary. That's right. Man, but what what would happen if there was a, a wave of people who would take their degree, the skills that they learned for four or five years in school, and then use those skills to benefit another culture somewhere else in the world? Yeah, you know, I heard a statistic actually this morning listening to a podcast that there are six million people living overseas, working from the U.S., going to other places. And uh, a statistic, like I think there was there are one million evangelicals that have uh, been in other places working. And if you just think about that, how the mission force could increase if each one of those who believe that Jesus is the only way to God, who believe that the Bible is our authority and that you must be born again to be saved, if they would take their role in the Great Commission seriously, what kind of impact that could have on world missions? Man, it would have an immense impact. Okay, well, let's hit you with one more question before we get out of here, Ryan. All right. What do you think is the biggest thing holding the global church back right now? I think the the biggest thing right now 
is the question, is this a personal issue for each of us? Like, do I really believe deep down that this is something that I must be passionate about? If I am a Christian, do I believe it is my responsibility, not just the church's responsibility, but is it my responsibility to be a part of kingdom work? And do I really believe that I have a significant role to play in this? Um, I know many times uh, when you start seeing all the things that we talked about earlier, the different statistics, you see the problems in the world, and you say, what can I really do about this? But one of the beautiful things about the gospel is that when you are committed to multiplying your life, making disciples who make other disciples, you see the gospel spread, which changes societies, which actually does impact communities and then cultures. And then, the you know, in our country, states, the whole country, you really could impact the world just by taking your role in this seriously. So, I mean, do I believe that when Jesus told the church to go make disciples that he was talking to me? Have I made this a personal issue? And I think that's one of the biggest things holding the global church back today is we, uh, we often rely on the, the people that it's their, quote, job, uh, the, the professional Christians, the ministers, the, right. uh, the professional missionaries. Um, but really, we need to understand that this is all of our parts to play. If you are a Christian, you've been called to be on mission with God and to be a part of his kingdom work. Um, and honestly, I think as we are fighting for that passion, one of the things that's, that's crushing us is just the cares of this world. Uh, the cares of this world has all my attention in a lot of ways. Uh, there are so many things that distract us, whether it's our phones and social media, whether it's, um, you know, just what's right in front of my face, trying to be successful in my career or my, you know, my major, just trying to study for that test and make friends and have a boyfriend or girlfriend, like all the things that go in this world that God cares about. But what we do is we, we elevate those things to the most important things in our life. And we miss out on what God's calling us to do to really impact the world. So, yeah, yeah I believe that, um, is this the moment in time, the present things and issues that I'm dealing with more important than eternity? I think we really have to have a mindset of, of having an eternal mindset and not just a temporal mindset. Yeah. Well, I think when, when students get involved with campus outreach on their campus, one of the things they realize when it comes to following Christ is you're, you're called to live a very countercultural life. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard. No one yes. says it's easy, right? Right. Um, if the, even the, the rich young ruler in the, in the Bible, when Jesus tells him to sell all his possessions and come follow me, he says he walked away with sadness because mm-hmm. he had many things. And, and so I think just this reality, we, we talk, you and I, we talk with a handful of, uh, you know, graduates every, every week or so. Right. And, I think there's a lot of times where, you know, someone will graduate and they'll, they'll have this passion. They'll have this desire mm-hmm. for the great commission, but there's just a reality living in America. It's, it's sink or swim. Yeah. You know, you, you really got to start working right away. You got to make money and mm-hmm. it, it, before you know it, you're waking up early in the morning, you're coming back later in the evening and you don't, you barely have time to go to the gym or feed yourself, right. you know, yeah. so it, it can be a struggle to Absolutely. really keep the needs of this world before our eyes. And all of those things you mentioned are important. It's important as a college student to be a good college student, to study. For it's sure. important to develop relational uh, networks of people. It's good for our health to have good relationships. Focus on those things. That's okay. I'm not saying uh, that we shouldn't focus on all those things. And in fact, you know, the Bible says that God gives us good things to enjoy. But don't elevate those things to ultimate importance. And so we must 
uh, not let those things keep us from our responsibility of, of making sure that God's kingdom is spread to the ends of the earth. Amen. Well, in order for that to happen, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done, and uh, we're going to chip away at it uh, little by little, That's and right. on this podcast, episode by episode. There so, you go. Uh, I really want to thank you, Ryan, for joining me today. Um, we're excited to have you and we'll have you again for next week as well. So that's going to be awesome. Looking forward to it. We'll have you back on here. Um, so for my good friend, Ryan and myself, I'm T roll saying, thank you for listening to the campus outreach podcast. We will see you next time for the next episode. Take care.